You are listening to the Reality Steve podcast with your host, Reality Steve. He's covering everything about Nick's upcoming season of The Bachelor. Now the man with all your spoilers and behind-the-scenes juice in Bachelor Nation. Here's Reality Steve. Welcome to podcast number 15. I am your host, Reality Steve. And joining us today is Bachelor Royalty, at least in my mind. She is wow. a triple threat contestant. <laughs> you know you're a triple threat because you've appeared on The Bachelor, you've appeared mm-hmm. on Bachelor Pad, you were on Bachelor in Paradise. If you were doing a ranking of all the contestants who have ever appeared on this show, my guess is this woman would be in everyone's top 10. But most importantly, at least to me, she is one of the few in this franchise that I actually consider a friend. It is Michelle Money. Michelle, how are you? Oh, Steve, that was the best introduction ever. <laughs> you are so sweet. And just so you know, the feelings are totally mutual. Thank you, Michelle. I appreciate it. You have it. always been such a good man and supportive and kind to me. And I, I've always really appreciated it. I don't think you probably said that back during Brad's season. I was well, a little, but we I didn't know you back then. You know, well, truth, truth be told, I didn't even I didn't know you either. Yeah. Like I was never on the Internet okay. during that during my season. So it's fine. Anything you said back then doesn't count because <laughs> exactly. I, I wasn't looking anyway. Stricken from the record. That's all yeah. gone. Yeah, it's not it's like I never even, never even wrote it. But um, it never even happened. Yeah, I want to go back to let's start with Brad season. I don't want to spend too much time on Brad season. It was like six years ago. You probably don't even remember half the shit that happened to you back. Then. I really don't. Yeah, I really don't. Um, but I do want to talk about a few things from it. First off, the question still probably in everyone's mind to this day, the black eye. All oh the, my gosh. All these years later, do you have any clue what the hell happened? You know, I swear to you on my life, if I knew, I would I would tell people. I have no shame in my game. You know that. Yeah. But I truly don't, I don't know. I don't know. And it was I still when you were in LA, right? It was still when you were at the mansion and you yeah. just went to bed one night yeah. and woke up with a giant purple block yes. under your eye. And I, I'm here to tell you, like, there are cameras everywhere in in the Bachelor Mansion. Like, they would have captured it somewhere somehow and they even went and looked through all the footage and didn't see anything so I don't know if I slept on my face weird I I have no idea but how did you get it to go away was it ice packs yeah I mean it literally was just I would cover it with concealer and then after like a few days it kind of went away okay yeah ice packs all that fun stuff I think you know, looking back on that season, there just there was so much. I don't even remember the dates, to be honest with you. I, I do remember some of them. That's why I don't want to go back and, and rehash. Yeah. But but during that season, what what do you remember most in terms of Brad and, and and where he was leaning? Like, was it a case where a lot of you saw he was goo goo over Emily and you didn't feel you had a chance, or were you genuinely into him and you thought he was going to pick you? Well, this is what's so interesting is my so. My personal experience of what happened and what I actually saw were were very different. And I think, I mean, that goes without saying it's the way it works with this show. But I truly did um, think that he was a great guy. I just wanted to get to know him more and spend more time with him. And, and um, you know, I think that it's interesting now looking back and having more experience with the show, like realizing that I was kind of kind of reading in more to what the producers were saying, like, oh, he loves how confident and forward you are. He loves, you know, this, that, and the other. And I think at the end of the day, that's not what Brad's looking for. And I kind of fell for that. Mm -hmm. 
which is who I am anyway, but it also didn't help. And so it was kind of this fake like thing that was created by production of like this connection that Brad and I had that was actually not ever really there for him, I don't think, but. So it was there on your end, but you realize after the fact that it probably wasn't on his or you saw it when you were there with him? Um, no, it was, it was like, I felt like we were slowly getting there. That's what was so frustrating is okay. it was like, I wanted more time with him. And it was just from what I knew of him and, and what I had experienced with him. It was great. I just wanted more of that, you know? And you get eliminated in the episode before hometowns, which is in Anguilla. Did you, did you at least think you were going to get to the final four? Honestly, Steve, I was so surprised when I didn't get the rose and not from like this egotistical, like, I, you know what I mean? It was like yeah. the way that they kind of set me up to think that like I was smooth sailing and everything was good. And we had, the, I mean, it was just, and then watching back and seeing his interviews and seeing the way that he was connecting with Emily, like it was like, oh, that's not at all what I thought was going on. So it's, yeah, I kind of got blindsided by it. It's so weird because in the contestants that I've spoken to and Courtney and, and Claire and JJ, it's a lot of you say the same things. Like when you're there and you're going through the process, you don't actually understand or you're not grasping what's going on with the other couples. And a lot of them come yeah. back and they say like, man, I mean, I thought I really had something going with this person, but then I watched it back and I was like, oh, wow, he was way ahead of me. Oh, yeah. She was way ahead of me in their relationship with other people. And it's, it's just funny to hear it now from oh, yeah. contestants. So, it's so true. It's so real. And you know what? I think that's what makes the show is I think they get everyone to kind of think that there's this connection that you have with the bachelor or bachelorette that's kind of actually not real. <laughs> yeah. You could say <laughs> you that know? again. Turns out, turns yeah. out he doesn't even know my name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you... When I'm looking at the final four there, if I remember correctly, when you were in Anguilla, there was, I, I remember Britt had a date on a one-on-one -on -one and she got eliminated. So when it got to the rose ceremony, there was only five of you, the four girls that made the final four, which were Emily, Chantal, Ashley, and who am I drawing a blank on? Who was fourth on his season? Um, oh, um, what's her name? Oh, Chantel. The, Chantel. Uh, the, yeah. Wow. So Chantal, that's right. And Chantal and Chantel, and then mm -hmm. and then you were number five. So that probably yeah. led even more to you believing, oh, I'm gonna, I'm definitely making final four. There's no way I'm gonna be the one person that doesn't get a rose at this rose ceremony. Yeah, and it's interesting because like, you know, I when I came home, like my family was like, oh yeah, they called and they were supposed to fly out for hometowns, and they talked to us all about when they were coming and what was going on, and. And I'm sure that's just part of production schedule as far as like if I were to make it to hometowns, but yeah, no, that's the, I, I that's mean, the dirty little secret is that they, yeah. when oh, they yeah. get to the final six or eight, they start calling ahead and telling yep. parents to prepare for when they're coming, but they're not going to tell them for sure. Um, but yeah, that's uh, interesting that it happened to your, to your family yeah. as well. Um, so when you're on that show and when it starts airing, you're not the most well-received by the masses, I mean, people thought you were mean and you were cocky and, you know, the quote unquote villain came out um, for you. And I mean, did you ever see yourself that way? Because I asked the same thing to Courtney. And as you were filming the show, did you ever think that what you were saying and what you were doing was going to come across the way that it did and people would react so negatively towards you? In, in no way. 
Like, and I can't. Courtney said the same thing. Like, no like, idea. I can't explain this enough to people. It's so interesting because it's funny. I found my journal that I kind of kept while I was filming it, and it was on the flight home from Anguilla back to to Utah. And I mean, my journal was just like I had such an amazing experience. Like, I'm so proud of myself. I'm proud of the way I handled these situations that were hard and. I'm so excited for the show to air. I think people are really going to see who I really am. <laughs> and they're going to, I think that I'm going to be the girl that's always crying because she misses her daughter and that's friends with everyone. And I'm so glad I did this. There wasn't a connection with Brad, like I thought, and that's okay. You know, it's just so interesting. And then it's like, because that was like my experience with, with it was so wonderful and, and so fun. And so, and yeah, it was hard. Like it was very you know, but, but I had no idea, Steve, it was so crazy. The first time, um, they started promoting the show, like the first promo, Yeah, it was kind of like, wait, what are, wait, are they, what's happening? Like, and then once more promos came out and it was the articles, I was just like, you've got to be kidding me. I mean, it was awful. What did it you, was what did you do awful. like internally? How did you react to it? Well, you know what, Steve, it's funny because I look back at that time and it, was the hardest time in my life. I mean, it was devastating, you know, being like going from like knowing the truth, right? Like I knew what actually really happened. And then you have like 11 million people who think totally differently and, and, and didn't even see like the truth in any of it. And, and, um, you know, it's funny because it was so hard for me, but it was the best thing that could have ever happened to me. And like, I truly wish that everyone could have the opportunity to be like the villain on the bachelor, like, because it's the biggest blessing because what it does is it forces you to, to get to this place where you've got all these people judging you and all these people assuming that you're someone that, that you're not. And you have to face yourself in the mirror and say, am I going to let what other people think of me affect my happiness? And, you know, after call, after a a few months of trying to sort that out internally, it ended up giving me freedom and giving me the most amazing understanding about myself and about, you know, what people think of me is none of my business. Yeah. Truly, like it has nothing to do with me. Like, like Steve, what you think of me has nothing to do with me. It has everything to do with you. And so when you grasp that, when you understand that, when you apply that to your life and when you really let go of the weight of caring what anyone thinks of you, it, I mean, that's where you find freedom. And so for me, it's, it was the biggest blessing in my life. Well, that's great that you went through that. And I think a lot of people ever since then, I mean, you were on season, I think it was 15 and now they're at 21 and, and, right. gr- and girls go through it and even guys, but it's more, it's more hard on think on the girls that get labeled villains I think so too. going yeah. forward. It's just, it, it is hard. And even though they've seen villains in the past, they've seen the Michelle monies and the Vienna's and the Kelsey pose and all this stuff. It's still, even when you go through it, you don't really know how to expect it. And I know no. that I know that um, you and Olivia uh, maybe have reached out to each other. Olivia may have reached out to you because you kind of have to bond with people that went through that experience that wasn't all daffodils and rainbows. 
Right. Well, it's funny. Yeah. I reached out to Olivia because I, I mean, you just, your heart just hurts when you're like, and that's why it's so hard. It's actually hard for me to even talk about the show or give feedback about the show because once you know what it's like to be judged and be edited and be put into this box that is not who you are, it's really hard to look at any of the shows with, without that understanding. You can't, you know, it's like, I know too much. So it's like, I don't know. I, who am I to say, you know, how I feel about anyone? And yeah, we, you know, so it's been a blessing. It's been the biggest blessing, but it's also, it changes your whole perception of not only the bachelor, but reality TV and, and, you know, what the masses are actually drawn to is this drama is this produced and created drama that is not real. And it's fascinating now to look at it and, and see like, people think this is real. I know I've been telling like, them, like telling them people, for years it isn't, but you know, it's so insane to me, you know, like it's really crazy. And I think that, you know, for you, you were, I think one of the first ones that went from a villain to this beloved character in the show. And, and it started with bachelor pad. So you leave bachelor, you leave the bachelor, uh, bachelor pad, you were on season two. So uh -huh. you and Graham finished in second place behind Holly and Michael, even though Holly had gotten engaged to Blake in a, in a yeah. pre-tape segment. So yep. did you think going into that, did you think you guys were going to win or did you think Holly and Michael had it? You know, in all honesty, we, I, we were we were told that we were not allowed to communicate with any of the contestants from the time that we stopped filming to the finale. Which is impossible. And during that time, my dad was so sick and actually passed away. Yeah, I so remember that. So my mind was not on that at all. And then come to find out, like, Michael Sagliano, who I adore, um, you know, like there were conversations going on and, and, you know, vying for votes and whatever. It's fine. And so I wasn't. I didn't realize that that was going on, that conversations were going on while well, I was actually dealing with the loss of my dad. So, um, it, it, I, I mean, it was a little shocking, but, uh, I mean, it was such an amazing experience. It was such an amazing experience. And we actually, the four of us and like split the money. So yeah, I was going to ask you about that. I had yeah. heard I had heard rumors about that that you had basically gone in and said, "Look, whoever wins, we're we're going to split it four ways," and that yep. came to fruition. The four you split, yep, it did. Yeah. Well, that's good. I and, yeah. I and I know it doesn't matter now, but w what was your take on the whole Holly Michael Blake thing and how it went down? Like, I'm guessing you felt uh, bad for Michael. It's so hard because, like, have you ever met Michael Sagliano? I've never met him. No. I mean, he is the salt of the earth. <laughs> like he is the greatest guy and so fun and funny and genuine. And like, he's just such a good guy that you're like, how could you not want to be with, with Michael? Sag I mean, and so it's a little bit like interesting that, you know, and during, during the taping or during, you know, bachelor pad, Blake was kind of kind of the villain, I guess on our show. Oh, yeah. on our no, season. He definitely and, was that season. And so it was interesting that that was the decision she made, but you know what? Look, they're married and they're happy and it always works out, you know, and Michael has this amazing wife, Emily, they're just, and so it, everything just works out. Yeah. It worked out for all of them. Um, yeah. 
you know, at the time, I remember it being very tense because it was really dramatic. <laughs> well, and the thing that was hard was, you know, Graham and Graham and Michael were really good friends, and yeah, and truly, Michael did not know that she was engaged, that she got engaged to Blake, until they were walking out like on live TV. Because they and showed so, they showed the segment because it had happened yeah. like you guys taped yeah. on whatever day and it happened that weekend. They basically Holly and Blake did the whole yep. filming of it and then and he, Michael he had no saw clue. the ring on her finger and was like, "You've got to be kidding me!" And then they showed the whole. Th- I mean, it was just it was devastating for him and yeah, that was I, got, I mean, it, it, people. I think a lot of people listening right now just don't remember. How yeah. good! How good the Bachelor Pad seasons were. I mean, I know. you had that so on your finale. Good. You had Nick basically going ah. scorched earth on everybody in Bachelor Pad three, and essentially ending the show because there really wasn't anywhere to go after he did yeah. what he did. Like, I mean, it was so good, and that truly between the three shows they did, that was the most fun. Ever. I was, I was going to ask you that between the three, which was oh, your favorite? Yeah. Your Bachelor Pad was your Bachelor favorite. Pad huh? was the time of my life. Yeah. Wow, interesting. And, yep. I, you know, to this day, I know you're happy with your new boyfriend, Mike, which we will get mm-hmm. to in a bit. Uh, but to this day, I still get people emailing me asking <laughs> you, asking you about Graham, asking me Aww. about Graham. Do you still keep in touch with Graham yeah, or has life kind of gotten in the way and both of you are off doing you know, your own it's thing? It's funny. Like, it's funny. Like, time goes on and, and you don't talk as often. But Graham is like family to me. He really is. Like, and... I love that people loved me and Graham and supported us and, and have, but the relationship that I have with Graham is so much better than like some sort of love relationship. Like it's truly like, like family, like I would do anything for him and he's wonderful, the most wonderful human. So. And he's doing really well for himself in the country music arena. It was actually really cool. Like he kind of got that gig around the same time that I got the Good Things Utah gig, and we were like, "Look at us! We're like making things happen, and you know, supporting each other." And and he's really good at what he does, and he loves it. And you know, he's been working on his relationship with with Jess, and what's you know, and he's he's doing good, and he's he's amazing. Well, good for Graham. I'm glad he's. Yeah. I'm glad he's done well for himself. I have met Graham on a couple of occasions. He's always been good to yes. me as well. Light, and kind, good. Yes. Um, so let's move on to Bachelor in Paradise. This one, uh, this one <laughs> I mean, where do we begin? Steve? <laughs> this one, this one's going to sting a little bit. Um, you, you, sh- awesome, you know? showed up the first night on Paradise, like one day, like the first, I think a day had already been completed. So there, yeah. I don't even think, I don't remember there being a lot of options for you, if I remember correctly. And, and, and you know, when you're, you're going along in Paradise, I don't think anything is really happening for you romantically there. Yeah, and then in walks Cody Sattler, and to this day, uh, in the three seasons of Paradise, I don't think I've ever been more surprised about a couple than the two of you were. I think I may have even told you about that after the fact. A, a lot of people, yeah. I think, were surprised. Were you yep. surprised and, that you hit it yep, off so well? Totally. With Cody? <laughs> oh, you were. You know what's so funny? Like, it's really interesting to be where I'm at in my life now and be so fulfilled and happy and like, and to look back at that time and, and be able to see Cody for, for what it was he did for me, which was exactly what I needed. I mean, I was truly in this position where I felt like, and not just from bachelor in paradise, but I just was starting to feel hope, like hopeless. I was starting to feel like, you know, 
dating before I went on Bachelor in Paradise was hard. And it's, it, it is, it's hard to date people who haven't been through the same things that you've been through in life and kind of don't get it. And you don't really know what people's intentions are. And, and, you know, I went on the show and was very open and nothing really came of it. And, and, and within that, I was feeling super insecure and like feeling like, you know, old news and, and like, I have a daughter and I'm a mom and that's not sexy to people and whatever. And, and then here comes Cody Sattler, who is the opposite of anything I've ever been drawn to physically or, you know, but he, Cody has such an amazing heart and he, the way that he like shouted from the rooftops, his love for me was, was what I needed. Like I needed to, to feel like I was so special and I was loved and, and he did that for me and it, and it was beautiful and amazing. And to this day, I'm so grateful for that. So paradise ends and you and Cody began a relationship. He moved to Utah. He moved in with yeah. you and Brielle, correct? Yeah. yeah. Um, you guys, you guys have a breakup, you get back together about a month before going on celebrity marriage boot camp. And, and yes. In hindsight, was that a mistake? Was it strictly no. a cash grab? Was this a decision? No, that was why the, the decision to go on that show. Decision. Okay, so so Cody and I break up, and it was a bad breakup, and it was just like we stopped talking and we were moving on with our lives. And and while he was in Utah, I had connected him to this this amazing company that helped him formulate his his um, uh, fitness his fitness Business. vitamins and stuff like that. So he had to come back to Utah for some shoot of some sort. Anyway, long story short, we end up hanging out and then going to Vegas. And it was like, things kind of just picked up where they left off as far as the good things about our relationship that were wonderful. And so at that time we, we kind of like, were I don't know, like we just reconnected and come to find out, um, they had asked, they'd asked me to go do Bachelor in Paradise. And I was like, no, I don't want to do it. But they'd asked Cody and Cody was open to it. And it was interesting because when he told me that, I was really heartbroken that, that like he was willing to go and do another season of the show. And, you know, and and I was in this place where it's like, I do, like, I care about you so much and we've connected again, but I I don't know what's going to happen and I can't predict the future. And and I don't know what to tell you, but I do know like it hurts my heart to think of you going back on that show and trying to find find love. And, you know, so it was just kind of a lot of that. He was flying out to Utah. I was flying out to Chicago. We were kind of doing the long distance thing, but not really putting like a label on it. Mm-hmm. And then his agent reached out to him about marriage boot camp. And he called me and he's like, What do you what do you think about this? And I was like, I'd never watched the show. And so I was like, I, I don't know. And, and, and it was just so interesting because the reason we did it was truly because we were genuinely at that place where we wanted to know, like, is this going to work or not? And, and so, yes, it paid a significant amount of money and the bachelor in paradise does not. Yeah. <laughs> so that was a good draw for us too. But truly like, you know, I had called, um, Trista Sutter. I had called talked to some of the past bachelor contestants who had done, you know, the boot camp, and they had great things to say. They had a great experience with it. And, 
And for me, it was like, this will help us decide what we should do or not. And so we did it. And when you did it, I saw episodes here and there. There was a lot of stuff on there that yeah. was pretty heavy stuff. I mean, did you enjoy going through it? Is it exactly what you needed? Because it seemed like at the end of that whole run, you were like, okay, I've realized that Cody isn't for me. And <laughs> it's like you basically got your answer. So I guess it did oh kind of work out for you, right? You know what, Steve? It's so interesting to look back and and remember like like filming that and and feeling so like, what have I done? And this is the worst mistake. And I should never have trusted Cody emotionally. And I sh- should have known better. And it, But it's so funny because it was the best thing for me. And what came from that show was so important for my like progression and kind of peace in my life and moving on. And and it was so perfectly timed and so beautifully orchestrated and it was exactly what I needed. Yeah. And I don't know if a lot of people know this because I don't know how many people watched Celebrity Marriage Bootcamp, but you revealed a very personal story on that show. And yeah, you got pregnant at the age of 15 and gave your son up for adoption. So I have a lot yeah. of questions surrounding this. I, yeah. want, I want you to tell the story, but... First off, what went into the decision to reveal the adoption story on boot camp and right. what's been the reaction since? Okay, so so first of all, this is this is something that has obviously been so like near and dear to my heart and something so personal and something so you know, and so I never planned on talking about it. For me, it's like I don't ever want to put like him and his family in a position where that they're not ready for that has, you know, and I didn't know what he knew about me or if he even knew who, who I, who I was. So anyway, but we did this particular drill that really kind of got us digging deep and it just evoked a lot of emotion from me. And so much that I was like back in the production office bawling, going like, I don't want to do this. And, and they were like, you know what, it'll be good for you and you should release it and let it go. And, Anyway, I did. And so I opened up and and talked for the first time publicly that I, when I was 15 years old, I got pregnant. And, you know, I live in in Utah, which is a very conservative, predominantly Mormon, you know, culture. Yeah. And, um, and I made the decision to, to keep, um, my son not have an abortion and, and then to place him for adoption. And I did it openly. I didn't go fly away and hide it and, you know, pretend like it didn't happen. I, w- I kind of just owned it and went to school and until I was showing and then I did homeschool. And then, and so, um, but what kind of came from that experience, like going through that at such a young age, like really messed with me emotionally, obviously for obvious reasons, but like to experience the kind of love that you have for a child at the age of 16 and then like, and then hand him to give him away. I mean, this is something that you, you just can't explain and you can't, there's this disconnect with people for the rest of your life. And it's this very, and so for me, it was just this struggle with not only mourning the loss of my son, but also dealing with the judgment that came from people knowing that I'd got pregnant and that I'd had sex before I was married because that ultimately was 
the issue is like in Mormonism, which was what I was practicing, you do not have sex before you're married. And, and so a lot of people do, but, but to have gotten pregnant and have this, like, you know, everyone knows that you actually really did. And everyone knows that you're that girl that got pregnant and, you know, finding guys that would date me was really hard and feeling very like inadequate and feeling not worthy and feeling insignificant and feeling like I I don't deserve, I'll never find someone who, who truly loves me because I've, I've, I've made the sin, right? Like I've, like I've, I'm, and so I battled with that most of my life. Um, but so what happened in marriage boot camp is it just kind of evoked that emotion within me and I was able to release it and really kind of deal with it and mourn like a lot of the issues from it. And, and it was the best thing. And can I tell you something, Steve? Yeah. So I, I haven't told anyone this publicly, like I haven't gone on the record and said this, but I found my son and I found him through his parents watching marriage boot camp. Really? And he is now in my life. I've met him. He is the most incredible 19-year-old boy who has had the most remarkable life, who is kind and, and amazing and everything that I could have ever wanted for him, he had from these incredible parents. And, and had I not gone on that show, like he wouldn't be in my life right now. Well, that was going to be my next question is if you had had any yeah. contact with him. So the parents saw the show and they realized what, what? I thought, because yeah. I'm not familiar with okay, so, how adoption so long works. Story short, so long story short, it was a closed adoption, Okay, but, but I placed him for adoption in Utah. And so his parents through different people had found out who that my last name okay. and and I, they were, I wasn't supposed to know their last name. They weren't supposed to know my last name. Mm-hmm. They ended up finding out my last name and I also found out their last name. So, so I'd actually been following him most of his life. Just and, uh, from the outside looking in, right? Like, not like physically following him, yeah. but like yeah, okay. once social media became, you know, a thing, mm-hmm. it was like, you know, I kind of have always been keeping tabs on him and but I would never, I never wanted to insert myself into his life and I never wanted to invade his like privacy or whatever. So I've always just kind of been hoping that he'll reach out to me Well, his parents, because they had known my name, they watched the bachelor. They had been watching me on every show they watched, they followed me and just kind of secretly without telling him, like just kind of kept tabs on me as well. Mm-hmm. So the episode comes out where I reveal that I have this baby that I placed for adoption. And that night they, they were like, we need to tell, we need to tell him because he'd actually been bringing it up. Like, I think I want to find my birth mom and I think I want to, I don't know. And so they felt like the timing was right and this whole situation had come about. And so it was like, so they told him, they're like, this is is your mom. This is your birth mom. And, 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 and how long ago was this? This was, I mean, literally when Marriage Boot Camp came, came out. It was the episode. I was, he truly found out like that episode, which was last, so about um, last, last summer. Last summer. So yeah. you've, so there are, a meeting was arranged. You've met him. You've spent so, time with so him. This is, so I got a call from an attorney mm-hmm. that was like, I have reason to believe that I, that you are the birth mother to this family that is trying to put 
the connection together? Can you help me put some pieces together to see if this might be? And it was like, yeah, I know his name. I, this is his name. I know everything about his family. I know where they live. And I was just bawling, just like, I want to meet him. I was just, it was the most beautiful, amazing, like, I can't tell you, like, my life has changed so much, like, in the last year. Like, my, like, the most incredible things have just kind of fallen into my lap. And that being one of them, like, I never realized how big of a hole that I had in my heart. Like, you don't ever, I mean, Steve, when I was on, the women tell all on my season um, of The Bachelor. Yeah. And these women were attacking me and saying that I was a terrible mom and who was I. I am bawling and crying thinking, what if my son sees this? What if his parents see this? What, like, it was devastating. It wasn't just for Brielle. It was like, you assholes don't even know, like, what... Like, because it was so ridiculous, the things they were saying, and it was all to get on bachelor pad and it was all ridiculous. They didn't even, so it was so, that's what was so hard for me was knowing like these people who know nothing about me are, are going on live TV and telling all these millions of people this story about what they think I am. That is not me. And my son could watch this one day and his parents could be watching this and, and you know, so it was this hole in my heart that was just kind of in the back of my mind always. It never goes away, right? But the day that I met him, Steve, it was the most beautiful, incredible, like I like experience and getting to know him and his life and to have him look at me and say, thank you so much for the parents, for the parents that you gave me and for the love that they have shown me and for being, for making that decision. And, and, and the next morning it was so crazy. I woke up the next morning and I have, my heart was like, I hadn't ever felt that before. It was like, my heart was complete. It was like, Oh my, Oh my God. Like my, this is, this is what it feels like to have your heart full. And, and I didn't even realize how, do you know what I'm saying? Like it was so amazing. And so since then yeah. he's met Brielle and he's, he's met Mike and our families and everything. And he's been over to my home and we've done family get togethers. And I mean, it has been the most beautiful, incredible experience of my life. And so long story short that I'm so grateful that I, that I did marriage boot camp just for that alone. I mean, that's an amazing story. And re- and I, I don't know what to say other than thank you for telling that and to let everybody know that for the first time, I had no idea that that was I know because I haven't told anyone. I I mean, I have, there's there's close to you, obviously, but I haven't ever talked publicly about it. And, and to be honest, like I, it's a lot for him to take on, like for him to kind of come into my world and know that like, you know, if I do mention his name, people are going to be reaching out to him and I, I don't want that for him. He doesn't want that. It's just, so it's just been this really beautiful, like organic, like unfolding of this relationship that is so important to me. And, and so, and I, I only talk about this openly cause I know he would be okay with it because, yeah, you know, we talk through all of these things together, but yeah. I wouldn't feel comfortable giving his name, but I do. I mean, it's just, 
it's been amazing. It's been really wonderful. So oh, I can anyway. imagine that is yeah. that's awesome, Michelle. Congratulations. And, Thank you. Know, you. In, Thank you. In talking about it and hearing you talk back about it, you know, it's, you know, thinking back to that women tell all where you, I remember it now that you brought it up that you were attacked pretty good and you were upset. And, you know, back then, Bachelor, then Bachelor Pad and Bachelor in Paradise, nobody knew this about you. Yeah. And no that's one. and and now knowing that how much more it yeah. had to hurt to get called a bad mother, knowing that everyone in the public thinks, oh, they're talking about her daughter Brielle, when right. you had this secret that nobody knew. Right. And well and I then imagine. and then the next day you get it I got an email from Stacy and from Jackie of I'm so sorry. I feel so bad for what I said and what I did and to be honest with you, they told me that if I got enough airtime, they would put me on bachelor pad and I feel terrible about it. And it's like, you know what? Okay. Like, no problem. Like, yeah. do you know what I'm saying? It's just this, yeah. you never know what's really going on in someone's life. And it's a great reminder of like, be mindful of the words you speak. Words are so powerful and have so much impact on people's lives. And when you're carelessly, you know, and selfishly, making accusations and, and, and pointing fingers, you really don't know like the ramifications of, of what that could do for someone's life. And, and so it's a good little reminder of like, yeah. Did you ever think during the bachelor time that you would, this would be something that you would reveal? Um, I didn't know. It was definitely something that I would have told Brad because yeah, I think it, it's yeah, an important part of like yeah. who I am and it's important to know. And, but to talk publicly about it, I wasn't in a place. And and to be honest, the only reason I felt comfortable talking about it, um, on marriage boot camp was he was 18 at that point. Ah, gotcha. And so he was of age to like legally reach out to me if he wanted to. And so I felt a lot more comfortable talking about it. Um, but his birth parents, Steve, are the most incredible people. And they have raised him to be this polite, bright. He's so musically gifted. He's this incredible, brilliant musician. Like, I mean, I'll have to send you some of his music. He is so, and he looks like my brothers. And he's like, hmm. it is so insane. And him and Brielle have had this great friendship and relationship. And he's, I mean, unbelievable. Well, that's great, and it's great that I his know. family, because not every not every um, adoptive parents I want know. want that to yeah. happen, and because yeah. it could, you know, just come in between our family and stuff totally. like that. But how everything has worked out has been just that's great. It's, I, mean, I could not have asked for a better scenario. Like it, yeah. it was exactly what I hoped for. Right? It was like yeah, you you hand your child over to this family, thinking like I don't know what. I mean, I hope that you're you're everything that I think you are. And then to find out that like they actually were and, and then more, it was so. And then for you, I mean, you're watching from afar thinking, gosh, I would would love to, for him to know me, I'd love to meet him. And you, and you're still at this distance because you don't know if he even wants you in in his life. And then it, it all comes together for you. I mean, that's, that's awesome. And the other thing that's come together for you, I mean, to, to segue off here, but that was an amazing story. I'm sure everybody's going to appreciate that. And thank you again for sharing that oh is gosh, now yeah, you are, um, in a relationship. Your current boyfriend yes. is PGA pro and former masters winner, Mike Weir. Explain how that all came about. 
Oh my gosh. It was so incredible. So this was actually before my son came back into my life. Like just to rewind, like this was after boot camp, obviously after boot camp. Uh-huh. When you first yep, after boot camp. Well, it was ironic because so I had just called things off with Cody and he was supposed to go because my assistant was getting married and he was going to come to her wedding and fly out to Utah. And he, he decided not to come. And I was like, that's fine. And we kind of called things off and it was good. Anyway, I went to my assistant's wedding and after she got married, I was going to my car with Brielle to go get food. And one of her and her sister was like, Hey, we're just going to walk next door over to the cliff house and get dinner. Do you want to come with us? And I was like, Oh yeah, sure. So as I'm walking into the restaurant, Mike is walking out and his group of friends are out in the parking lot. And one of them was someone that I knew from long ago. And he was like, Michelle money, how are you? And I'm like, Oh, Hey, how are you? And so he saw that his friend knew me and I walked in, didn't even see him. And, and he walked right over to his friend and he's like, who is that girl? And I, I want her number. And he's like, Oh, that's Michelle money. And he's like, I don't know who Michelle money is. Like, cause I host a talk show here. I'm, I do, I'm, I host a show on ABC called good things, Utah. So yeah, I'm on TV every morning and you know, whatever. And the bachelor stuff. And so he's, but he had no idea, which I love. And so he's like, I want to go out with her. And so, um, they found a friend who got my number and we ended up going out and we just hit it off. I mean, it was so, the timing was so ironic. That's like, and it has just been this really organic unfolding of like this beautiful relationship that is based on truth and respect and like honesty and sincerity. And it's just been, I mean, it's been 10 months now and I am more in love with him every day. He is the most kind, wonderful, like has added so much love to my life, to Brielle's life, to my son's life. He's been such an amazing man. And so, yeah. And so he just turns out he lives like 15 minutes up the street from me and you know, it just, it's crazy how things just kind of start falling into place. Well, that's great as well. The fact that I know that all came about and I'm assuming meeting your son happened after you had already been with right. Mike for a while. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And obviously Mike's been yes. accepting of that and yes. that's gone well. So I mean, wonderful and supportive and, and yeah, I mean, it could not be, yeah, it's all been wonderful. <laughs> So they're going well for you and Mike. You've done quite well for yourself career-wise post-show. You talk about your co-host Good Things Utah. You've got your YouTube channel. And now you've got the money method. So I want want you to explain to all our female listeners out there. Uh, This is the best thing that ever happened to me. What what the money method is, how they can be a part of it, what it it costs, all that stuff. Well, let me just rewind and say that like while I was – so like a year ago, truly like a year ago, I was making a living off of posting on Instagram and social media and – Yeah, like a a lot of them do. Yeah. Right. And it's it's really crazy. You can make a lot of money doing it. But I was so unfulfilled. Like I was so unhappy and like this wasn't – like giving me the the passion that I wanted. And to be honest with you, when I was dating Cody, he had started his um, 30 day fitness courses that were all done online. And, and I, and so I, I kind of helped kick that off with him and saw this amazing community that he had created from people all over. And I, I was like, I want my own 30 day thing. Like I want my thing. And, and so 
Cody really did inspire me to kind of like push, push through all that and really work through that and figure out what it was I wanted to do. And, and so I, I love makeup and I love, um, women. And I, at that time in my life was feeling so disconnected from like real people. And this is, and for me, like, this is kind of what had happened through social media and through, good things Utah and just having people reach out to you like, Oh, I love you. You're the best. And you just don't really, I just never connected with it to me. I'm like, I, you don't know me and I don't know you. And, and I just started kind of becoming like a hermit and not leaving my home and not really connecting with a lot of people, which was fine. But I, I, it wasn't until I launched my money method, which I kind of just did on a whim and, wanted to teach people how to master their best makeup look. And what happened from there is like the beginning of the rest of my life because I did it. Um, this was before Facebook live and I, I did these video, I taught all of my courses on live video and then Facebook live became a thing. It was unleashed. And that is where I had these other women go live and they like seeing these incredible women, like, in their home and talking and like communicating with me and like connecting with these people all over the country. And it's so funny because people will come up to me and be like, I I know this sounds crazy, but like whenever I watch you on TV, I'm like, we would be friends. We'll come to find out like that's actually true. And there are so many women throughout the country and the world that I've connected with through video, through like where I, they've become like my best friends. So long story short, I I started this course called um, The Money Method, which is essentially combining my passion and love of like makeup and eyebrows and all that stuff with kind of my own personal creed that has really kind of helped me kind of navigate through life, which which kind of st- which comes from my last name, which is money. Yeah. And so the M stands for mind your own business. The O stands for own your truth. The N is now is where your power is. The E is every single thought matters. And the Y is you choose happiness. Because I, as much as I love makeup, it does not make you who you are. And it is such, it it will never, there's not enough lipstick that you can buy to make you love who you are on the inside. So, so I decided to, to combine it with my personal creed and philosophy on life. And that is what has made all the difference. And, and so it it then it's kind of just continued to organically evolve into this amazing tribe of women who are almost over 800 women who have, you know, you have to go through my course first. And then once you go through the master your money, look course, you get to become part of money talks. And that's where there's like over 800 women who have gone through my course and where my messaging has connected with them and made a difference to them. And so it's all these like-minded women all over who, who have the same desire to just own who they are and unapologetically like be their authentic self. And, and, and it's been so beautiful because through me kind of opening up and speaking my truth and owning my shit and just being like, this is who I am, take it or leave it. It, it's somehow giving these other women permission to do the same thing. And what it has done has 
changed so many women's lives and and it has nothing to do with makeup but you also happen to like learn how to do your makeup really well too so <laughs> it's it's been this incredible journey for me to find my calling and my passion which is 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 helping women like look amazing but feel amazing from the inside and that and that really does come down to mind your own business own your truth now is where your power is every single thought matters and you choose happiness and i dive into each one of those deeply and and what comes from it is the most beautiful unfolding of like women like owning who they are and it has changed my life it has changed my daughter's life it has changed the lives of women all over and so i invite anyone who is listening who is looking for more than just beauty because it is so much deeper than than makeup but you'll also learn how to master your freaking eyebrows to sign up for the course. My next course starts on Monday. So just go to michellemoney.com, sign up for the money method. Once you go through my course, you then get access to my monthly um, course, which is money talks where I go live three times a week. And we talk about everything from budgeting to, you know, fashion and hair and bachelor stuff and exercise. I mean, it's just been this incredible community of women who have changed my life. And if I've if I've seen correctly, I think uh, just following on Instagram and pictures that I've seen, you recently had like a retreat where you invite all of them. And you guys all get together, right? Is that what happened? Yeah. I well, so now is this this my tribe. This tribe has grown into this. I mean, we have women in almost every state and different countries, and so now I'm traveling to meet up with these women and and connect with them, but. But the the Utah locals that go through my money method course, yeah, I do a meetup after every course, and and so I get to meet and people will fly in for it. So I do a meetup after every course. But it's just like Steve, it's everything that I was meant to do, and I would never have been in the position to do it had I not gone through my experience on The Bachelor and had I not, you know, put myself out there and been and been like. You know, because before I went, my decision to go on The Bachelor was a really hard one. And I went in, I wanted to do it so bad, but I also knew that there was shit about me in my life that would come out that I wasn't really proud of. Yeah. But, but I did it. I still did it because I wanted the experience and, and I wanted to, to, to have that. And, and there's so many women who hold themselves back from, from maybe not something as, as, grand as the bachelor, but little things in their life because they're afraid of what other people will think of them. And the first question I ask in my course is what percentage of your thoughts in your waking hours goes towards caring about what other people think of you? And the first time I asked this question, it rocked me to the core. It was 90%, 99%, 80%, 75%. And and it, it blew my mind that women are living their lives caring so much about what other people think of them that it's keeping them from living their own life, right? And exactly. so, And so for me, I am so proud of myself for not letting that hold me back because here I am now in this amazing place of like just sharing the things that I've been through and the things that have helped me kind of overcome the trials in my life. And come to find out it's helping other women do the same thing. And so I just, 
I'm so grateful for my experience on the show. I'm so grateful. I have nothing but love for the franchise, for the show, for everything. For And it's only been a blessing in my life. Well, it's a great story and it, it's a great transformation that you've gone through from three yeah, or four it, years ago when you were when you were kind of public enemy number one and people yeah. were saying stuff about you and tabloids were all about you. And yeah, it's yeah. just to see where you've come and with your relationship with, uh, you know, reconnecting with your son that you gave up for adoption to what's going on with the money method. I mean, it's great. So for money method, you go to michellemoney.com. The yeah. new 30 day program starts this Monday, February, yep. uh, March 6th. And they can sign up there and, and go through that. So I know that, um, we had talked before. Uh, how are you on time right now? Because we still got I'm the good. rapid 10. I'm good. Okay. I've got like 15 minutes. Okay. Let's start the rapid 10. If you don't know this, <gasps> Michelle, this is Oh my is gosh, the... I don't know what this is. Tell me. Do I need to pour another glass of wine? Go ahead. Do it. I, these, okay, aren't, these aren't too bad, but you know, whatever. You, you got to get ready for them. Um, okay, so this what is, does this mean? Like what's happening right now? This is... <laughs> <laughs> basically, Michelle, you are about to enter the America's fastest growing game show. This Wait, is... before we do this, Steve, yeah. I need to talk to you. Okay, go ahead. What do you want to okay. talk about? Do you know that I want to interview you so bad? Okay. So, so listen, listen, <laughs> yeah. this is how this is going to go down. I'll play your game. <laughs> yeah. If you will let me interview you, like, I think that like Steve, there is so much that people want to know about you. Like I am so fascinated with your life and what you oh, do. Please don't and, like, be. I think <laughs> people, the people want to know, Steve, the people want to know. And so I'll play your little game <laughs> if you will let me take an hour and interview you. And we're going to get deep and we're going to get raw and we're going to get real. And all the things are going to just like, we're just going to figure it all out and talk about it. And I just think everyone just kind of wants to know more about you. Okay. We have a deal. I will do it. We'll, we'll do the rapid 10. Um, this is so exciting. That'll, that'll wrap up this podcast, but we will... Do another podcast where you we'll, promise? we'll record it and you will interview me and I'll put it up. You promise? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <sighs> I will be as open I will be as open as honest as I can. Obviously, I'm not going to give up sources and stuff no, like that. No, I don't know one. I just, it's yeah. more than that though. I don't care about that stuff. Like yeah. we're going to go deep. Okay. Absolutely. So basically the rapid 10 is I'm just going to ask you a bunch of random questions that I came up with. <laughs> some, some are show related, some are personal, whatever, but- um, Okay. Yeah, and it's just it's it's almost like a uh, getting to know Michelle Money, uh, even even more than we already have this this podcast. Okay, so, okay, wait, let me take one more drink of wine, and then I think I'll be ready. <laughs> okay. There's okay. The, there's okay. the swig. Okay. okay. What okay. kind of what what kind of wine are you having? I'm right drinking now? a red Merlot, which is really weird weird because I never drink a Merlot, but this okay. bol- this Bogle Merlot is wonderful. All right. Question number one: As we talked about, your boyfriend is professional golfer Mike Weir. Mm-hmm. Tell me the biggest thing that you have learned about golf since you started dating him that you had absolutely no idea about beforehand. Oh my gosh, this is the best question. Turns out I'd want to be his caddy so bad. <laughs> he will never let me be his caddy. Of course and, not. Well, and this is why, because caddies actually have a really important role. Not only do they carry the golf clubs, but they actually like have to know yardage and oh, yeah. they have to be able to like help them with each hole and like oh yeah like like reminding them of things because they, they walk I've the been, course before mike gets out do. there and have to all the undulations and the greens in the fairway like they know everything about everything, everything. every nook and cranny of and that course i didn't realize that because i huh. was like mike well, i'm strong i can carry your club so why won't you let me be your caddy he won't even let me he's like babe you, it doesn't work that way yeah. 
And yeah. so now I know a lot more about the role of the caddy. That is funny. Oh, that's great. <laughs> um, question number two. I think that your ombre has been talked about more than any other contestant in the oh history of this show. First of all, I love that you know what an ombre is. <laughs> Tell us the key to a great ombre. Okay. So, well, wait, are you talking about brows or hair? Oh, no, hair. Okay, good. Okay. Wait. Because <laughs> you, you know, I. You can have ombre is, brows? Oh, yeah, Steve. What? Oh, yeah. I don't even get it. Join my okay. course. Join, join my course and I'll teach you about it. <laughs> um, here's the deal. Um, you really have to trust your hairstylist. You know, it's one thing to take in a picture and say, this is how I want my hair. It's another to like trust that that's actually what will happen. And it really, to be truth be told, I actually just do my own hair. Um, because I, I like, I know how I like it and whatever, but to really get like a great natural ombre, it really is kind of all up to the stylist that you go to and having, making sure that they know what they're doing, which would mean like, look at their work, look them up on Instagram, talk to people who've gone to them and see that, that they know what they're doing, which really is ultimately making sure that it's a seamless transition from, you know, the base color into the mid shaft, into the ends. Gotcha. Even though I have no idea. <laughs> like I have no idea what you just said. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. But it was sure sounded interesting. Uh, okay, question number three. What are your five biggest beauty essentials that you absolutely cannot go without? Like they're in your okay. purse wherever you go. Okay. Let me tell you. The first one is big, sexy hair, dry shampoo. Okay. Because I don't wash my hair very often. Truth. I'm going to just reveal that. I don't wash it very often. So dry shampoo is really important to me. Um, I'm a big, big fan of, of a good eyelash curler. Okay. Um, the Shiseido eyelash curler is bomb. And, and so, like just curling your lashes alone, if you're not going to do anything else, it just opens up your eyes so much. Um, gosh, I also really love Bobby Brown's, um, corrector concealer. Okay. Um, to kind of like neutralize the under eye circles. It's really, really great. Um, my, I love crude skincare. Um, it's, it's the oil cleansing method and I've used it for years now. And it's, you're, we are washing your face with oils and, and then you use the pull cloth to pull it out. And my skin has just transformed because of crude. Um, and, and then, then one last say, one. Okay. One more, I would say, um, brows are everything like brows are life. Brows <laughs> will change everything in your makeup game. And it's so important to know how to fill them in properly and, and to not touch your brows unless you have a license and to treat your brows like the queens and goddesses that they are. Okay. Five, so there you go. Yeah. So brows, <laughs> concealer, skincare, dry yeah. shampoo, and what was, the, what was the second And one? eyelash curler. Eyelash curler. Okay. Yeah. Question number four. Has your daughter Brielle ever said anything to you from watching the shows and been like, mom, why did you do that? Or why did you say that? Okay. So yeah, well, what, yeah. what was one thing that stuck out where she's like, oh my God, mom. So, so in all honesty, she hasn't ever seen, she hasn't seen any of the, the episodes. She hasn't seen any of the shows, but she, she knows that it's happened. And through my money talks group and we talk, I talk about it on live when I go live and, and so um, I think for her, like the most recent thing was um, Bachelor in Paradise, and she didn't necessarily watch the episodes, but obviously because Cody moved in and, she, you know, we would do Bachelor stuff, she just, she thinks it's really weird. And she thinks it's like, 
silly and she doesn't really take it seriously, which is because I've trained her not to. Okay. I was surprised. I didn't know that she hadn't watched any of the shows. I figured you had no. let her in. Oh, oh. no. No, absolutely wow. not. Okay. Question number five. Pretty simple. What is your worst habit? Ooh, my worst habit. Um, probably, um, gosh, what is my worst habit? Like, I'm really, really bad at hanging my clothes up. Like okay. to the point where it's like, I've actually hired someone who just comes to my house to hang up my clothes. So they're all over the floor. It's, it's a shit show, Steve. Like things are really bad. And, <laughs> and so it's, it's, I don't know what it is. Like I, I'll try something on. I'm like, eh, and I'll throw it on the floor and I don't hang it back up. And I'm always in a hurry yeah. and it's, yeah, it's a bad habit. Okay. That's interesting. I kind of have this, <laughs> I kind of have the same problem myself. Do you? Yeah. Like what? I'm is not that? great at, I'm not great at hanging stuff up. Like I know it's so much better to hang it up because yes. it won't get wrinkled, but I'm just like, and, and my closet is right there. But what I do, so I mean, I've got two sinks in my master bathroom. So all I do is just lay the t-shirt on the sink instead of walking three extra feet right. and hanging it up on a, a hanger. It's just, I have plenty of hangers yeah. waiting to just, and it's so annoying. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, question number six. I'm pretty sure you're done with reality TV. However, is there one show you've always watched that you've always thought would be fun to go on? Oh my gosh, Dancing with the Stars. Ah, uh, and, oh, and we know I would that, love and, to just dance, like uh, to just express myself through dance. And and I'm not a dancer, but like in my mind, I am. Yeah, and like, like most I women. would love to do Dancing with the Stars. That's the only show I would probably ever do. Okay, question number seven. Your most embarrassing moment, but it can't be anything from the shows that we've seen. What is your most embarrassing moment? Oh my gosh, it's so funny. Okay, what was it? Hold on. Do you know it takes a lot to embarrass me? Like it takes a lot. That doesn't surprise me. No. <laughs> no, it's. Re- I mean, I'm really not easily embarrassed. What was it? I thought of something the other day for some reason. Um. Anything that happened on Good Things um, Utah or? Did they do anything there to you or? No, because I, n- I really don't get embarrassed. Um, hold on. <laughs> I don't like. Uh, I mean, like when I fart, I own it. <laughs> like, so that doesn't embarrass me. Like if I have to go number two, I'm like. Just so y'all know, don't go back in that bathroom. I'm not like, I don't know that it takes a lot. Okay. This has always been the hardest question for me. Like yeah, I, maybe, I yeah. If you don't get embarrassed enough, there's a lot, then there's really, you can't, you don't really have an embarrassing moment. I get you. Oh no, 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 no. I know what it is. Oh, oh wait, it can't have to do with the bachelor. It can. I mean, if it, okay, so, okay. so this was embarrassing for me. So we were filming, what were we filming? It was the finale of. Someone season, and we were talking about um, cute. It was when Caitlin and what's her name were going to be the Bachelorette. What Caitlin and Brit, and Brit. Brit, yes. So who was the Bachelor and Brit for Brit? That was Chris Souls. Chris Souls. Okay, so me, yes, that's right. Because I was with Cody. We were filming. Chris Souls did this big live finale thing or something, and so I was there. I was oh, the premiere, Claire, the premiere Graham, red carpet Cody. party. It was yes, the, yeah, red it was for the premiere. Thing. Yeah. And, um, and a few of the producers were talking to me about Brit and how she was, um, she didn't shower 
And I love, like, oh, I love, I, I was this. like, that's amazing. And so one of the producers led me to believe that they were showing a clip about her not showering. And so they went to interview Claire about something Chris did. Yeah. And then I interjected, which was really random and weird and said something about her not showering. And then they didn't show the clip of her not showering. Yep. So I looked like an asshole. <laughs> I remember and that I, now. Yeah. Yes, I was. I was really, I was embarrassed about that because it, it made me look like, I don't know. It was interesting. Yeah. But that was embarrassing for me. I do remember that. But um, I loved that she didn't shower. Question number eight, mm-hmm. somewhat personal. Mm-hmm. What rumor or fake story that you read about yourself was the hardest to deal with? Um, probably um, the, a story about my ex-boyfriend who was an NBA player who the story was so misunderstood and misconstrued and that I did take responsibility for and own to a degree, but like the way that it was edited and pers- and like the way that they – cut the story and made it sound was just really not at all what happened. It was. And for those that don't know, uh, this happened actually while Brad season was airing, a story broke where you actually, they didn't just break a story. They got quotes from you. They went right to you and you spoke about it because they kept calling and they kept calling my family and they were calling me and they were like, and I'm just, my personality is just like, dude, I'll, I own my shit. So it was like, I'll tell you, I'll tell you exactly what happened. And so that's what I did. I was like, if you want to know, like if, and and it was also a very naive move on my end because I was not familiar with with publicists and with yeah ma- tabloids. tabloids. With, yeah. You know, like had, could I go back and not do that? I would. I wouldn't have done it. But in my it, with where I was at in life, it was like, no, don't. You, if you're going to report this anyway, like let me tell my story because they were saying the most of off like so far from what really happened stories that whatever yeah i remember that because it was first off this was your first show that you were on so yeah yeah. you said you weren't familiar with it and you actually gave an interview i mean this is nowadays it happens a little more often like corinne went on ellen she was still she was still a contestant on nick's season yet she's going on ellen so now they're now they're a little more lenient but back then when you spoke to a tabloid while you were still a contestant everyone was like whoa like and it was but about it got, the fact that you were had harassing my family to the yeah. point where it was, it was just like, good grief. What do you want to know? Like, it's not. Yeah. And so probably that, I would say that was really hard. And, um, I do remember that. Yeah. Probably that. Okay. Question number nine. If the bachelor is still on in 10 years or so, would you let your daughter Brielle go on it? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, that is such a great question. Um, because she's what twelve? She really? What is she? Yeah, she's yeah. 12. She's just she just turned twelve. Okay. If she wanted to do it, if she actually really genuinely, from like a, a sincere place within her, really wanted to do it, I would support whatever she wanted to do. So, so it would just depend on. Yeah, I would let whatever, whatever she wanted to do, I would support. Okay. Yeah. Question number 10 is what I call explain your tweet where I rummage through your Twitter account. <laughs> I find a tweet from your okay. Twitter account Oof, and fine. you have to explain it. However, yours okay. is yours is a little bit different situation because I went through all of 2016 on your tweets <laughs> and it's there's you don't have any opinions on anything. I it's don't mostly see. just your business stuff. So honestly, I don't even to be 
to be totally honest you with you, I just anymore. got a new a new phone and I forgot my password to Twitter. And so I haven't even logged on to Twitter in a f- like a few weeks and I have no idea. I don't tweet. Yeah. But I did find something and it's <gasps> okay. hilarious. Oh my God. This is my, okay, f- this is really funny. Okay. So okay. this is, I'm going to tell you the date and let me just see if you can guess it. You probably won't guess okay. it, but okay. Okay. this happened on November 4th, 2015. So this was 15 months Shoot. ago. Okay. And again, and so what this was, was actually your brother, Doug screenshot a text that you sent him and he tweeted it out, which you then retweeted. So Doug's okay. tweet said, so Michelle money watched star Wars for the first time last night. She's oh. being serious. And underneath that tweet was a screenshot of the text okay. that you sent him. Do you remember yeah. what it said? Oh, a hundred percent. Okay. So I, let me, I'm a, let me I'm read it. Let me read it. It's you, you sent Doug a tweet that said, Doug, I didn't want to say this in front of mom because I think she would be totes weirded out, but I think I might seriously be a Jedi. Like, I think I have the force. Like, okay. So and that is so like knowing, knowing you and, and having like, I could totally see you saying that, believing it, texting it. Like I absolutely was 100% so, convinced let you me said just, that. Okay. So let me explain myself. First yeah. of all, I grew up with like Star Wars playing in the background of my life. I never sat and watched it, but my brothers were obsessed with it. Yeah. I decided that I was going to, I was going to watch, I was going to start watching Star Wars. Well, with where I'm at in life, like I believe so strongly in the power of the mind and our thoughts. And like, I do believe that you control your reality and your life with the thoughts that you're thinking. And so I didn't know, I had no idea that, that, that basically that's what Yoda is. And, and like Luke, like he uses the force right before he's going to go and have the big fight that he has with Darth Vader. He's trapped from going out there because the big light things that are going on. And he goes down on a knee and he closes his eyes and he goes into a meditative state. And that is what I do in life. (laughs) I'm very into meditation and I'm very into the power of the mind. And when I saw Luke Skywalker go on a knee and go into his mind, and then all of a sudden he broke through the barrier, I was like, oh, I have, I'm so I'm I'm a, I'm a Jedi. I'm a Jedi. So I didn't realize that I'm actually a Jedi warrior. I mean, I just uh, didn't know. It took me. I mean, I had to scroll through all of 2016, and I'm like, "Gosh, Michelle's got nothing I can use." The and then I boring. find that one. I'm like, "Oh, this is this is so Michelle saying that I'm I know. telling you that don't tell but mom." Did you know, listen, did you know we all have the ability to be Jedi warriors? Like, we can all be like Yoda. We can. We can. It's all in the power of our mind and the power of our thoughts. And, and when you pay attention to what Yoda is saying and, and what actually is like, it's this subdued, like, like calling to the people who, who understand what, how important it is to control your thoughts and your mind. And I'm just so into that stuff. That's great. That was, <laughs> uh, that was literally one of my favorite things that you've ever texted. Um, <laughs> And oh my God. I'm glad That's I found so that funny. because, yeah, I could totally see you saying that and believing that. Steve, um, you're so amazing and so wonderful. And I love what you're doing. And I love that you are like doing these podcasts. And well, thanks. I just think you're the best. So, when are we going to interview you? Whenever, I mean, whenever you want to. I mean, I will say, I mean, because I release my podcasts every Thursday. So I can record it whenever. And since this is about me, it doesn't have to be timely about 
Nick or I mean we we t- we spoke for an hour and ten minutes today. We never spoke st- spoke about Nick once, which is fine by me. Well, I Nick care. who? I yeah. don't even know who Nick is. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you the really quick breakdown of Nick. Like I've met Nick a few times, and he's been very nice to me. Um, I don't have an opinion on his season because I haven't watched a ton of it, and I don't really care enough, and and I don't know what to say other than yeah. I wish him the best and whatever. There that's, you go. That's truly. All I have to say about Michelle it. Money's bachelor summary of Nick's season in thir- 13 seconds. In a nutshell. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, we can record it whenever and I'll just okay, post so it on a Thursday. The, okay. For everyone listening, if you want me to interview Steve soon, you're going to go and I guess we're going to tweet about it. So I'm going to get yeah. my, my password and I'm going to log back into Twitter and tweet about it. Say, yes, Michelle, we want you to interview Steve and then tweet me the questions you want me to ask. Yes, because Michelle, once this oh. goes up, once this goes up on Thursday, um, there's going to be because I know a lot of people are going to love this interview and they're going to love you in it. So they're going to. I always tell all my my listeners that the person that I interview, if you if you like the interview and you have compliments about it and you want to tweet at me, that's fine. But always include the subject oh, as well. So, so you'll you'll you will see. Claire got a ton. JJ got a ton. Courtney got a ton. So you'll you're see. So sweet. Well, yeah, so I just definitely, know- so definitely log back into your Twitter so you can see okay, the fine. reaction. Tomorrow. I will, and I'm gonna. So we're gonna talk later, and we're gonna yeah. set up a date, and I'm gonna interview you. Oh, that's fine, and then we will <sighs> do the, uh, the turn the tables on me. That's that's fine I by love me. It. So, um, again, thank you, Michelle, for doing this. Oh, I Steve, really appreciate you. it. Um, you were thank great. Thank you so much. And I and I and I mean it from the bottom of my heart. Thank you so much for opening up and telling the story about your son and exclusively revealing it here because. I didn't know that I was going to ask yeah. about it, but I didn't know where, what direction that was going in. So I, yep. I appreciate that. And again, like I said at the beginning, of course. you've always been a friend. I always appreciate you and, uh, you know, I love you. So same with you, Steve, you're the best. Thank you for having me on. No problem. Thank you. And we will talk again soon. All right. See you, Steve. Bye. I mean, what more can I say about Michelle? Um, fabulous story. I'm so glad that that has happened to her and her life. Her life is 180 degrees different than it was when she was on the bachelor and then bachelor pad and bachelor in paradise. Seems like she's in a much better place right now. And I couldn't thank her enough for sharing that story. I had no idea that story was coming. I was going to ask about her son and if she has made any contact with him, but uh, the fact that she revealed that was great. So thanks again to Michelle for that. And we absolutely will do a podcast where she interviews me. Um, She had kind of mentioned it in a text to me, but I was, kind of dismissed it, didn't think she was serious, but uh, if she wants to do it, absolutely. I'll uh, have her conduct uh, the interview of me if she if she would like. And if you have questions for Michelle, I would tweet them at her uh, so she can put her questions together for me, stuff that you want to know about me, and, and we can go from there. But uh, thanks again to Michelle, uh, one of my favorite podcasts, one of my favorite guests uh, that I've had in the 15 podcasts that I've done. And and like I said, I don't I don't like to name drop. I don't like to talk about people from this franchise that I am friends with. I think I have mentioned over the years about Michelle, um, but she is uh, she's someone I, I absolutely uh, consider a friend from this franchise, and um, uh, just a great great girl all around. And again, thanks again for for her for coming on. So that'll wrap it up for podcast number 15. So next week we've got a three hour show on Monday, the sixth, we've got a one hour of the overnight dates, which is Rachel's overnight date, then Vanessa's and then the rose ceremony where Rachel's eliminated. 
the two-hour women tell all, which you had your spoilers for on this past Tuesday that I put on page two of the recap. Uh, next Wednesday will be reader emails. Next Thursday, your Dr. Reality Steve. Even though I didn't have any this week, I will have some next week. And podcast number 16, don't know who the guest is just yet. But uh, thanks again for tuning in, everybody. If you could rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes, that would be great. But uh, until next week, I am Reality Steve saying thank you for listening, and we will talk to you in a week. See you.